Blog Talk Radio. Hello, I'm LB Duchess, and thanks for joining us today. I have been walking around the Taste of Washington for two days, uh, enjoying fantastic wines, learning all kinds of amazing tips and tricks for drinking wine, tasting wines, what's new, what's hot. Uh, and when I came into this, I wanted to ask one of four questions to just a variety of people. And the different questions that we approached this weekend were, what does wine mean to you? How do you describe your wine? Best memory you have with wine and what wine was it? And a tale of caution, a wine story. So today's show is going to consist of a lot of those interviews, what people had to say, and what their stories, what they chose to talk about. Today's show is brought to you by 7E Fit Spa, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Sinatra Vodka, and Pain Center of Bellevue. We hope you enjoy these interviews and that they inspire you to answer the questions for yourself and create great memories, moments, and relationships to last a lifetime. My name's Ian. Uh, the second thing is that I typically describe wine uh, as referring to the wine as women, so you can have like an elegant, refined, well-rounded uh, personality that's graceful, uh, like, I don't know, uh, Audrey Hepburn. Or you can have wines that are like audacious, in your face, loud, and angular, and that would be like Christina Aguilera. Okay, I love that. Thank you very much, You're welcome. Julian. Anytime. I'm standing here with Ashley, and she's brave enough to tackle a tale of caution wine story. Tell us what your, what your story is. Okay, so there I was. <laughs> a couple years ago, I went to a friend of mine's wedding. And long story short, it was a wedding that was awkward to go to. <laughs> and so my kind of barrier comfort blanket was to drink wine. And, and wine. Right, because I like wine. But I drank it like it was more like a beer. <laughs> so... We had a good night at the wedding and danced, and then it gets a little blurry, and ended up going to a local festival in the area that night, and to this day, I don't know how I got home. Definitely a tale of caution. I love that. So be careful. <laughs> Thank you so much for You're sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm standing here with Jennifer, and we're going to chat on two of the questions. What does wine mean to you? Uh, wine means to me probably more about relaxation and enjoyment. I mean, after a hard day of work, I like to come home, have a glass of wine, kind of changes with my mood, and I like to just sit back and relax and kind of enjoy it and enjoy the taste and everything it gives to me. Well, and I know I'm going to kind of expand on this a little bit. I heard your lovely friend here next to you saying, you actually grew up in wine, so how long have you been drinking wine? Uh, I've been drinking wine probably for about four or five years now. Um, I'm currently actually a wine steward at QSC Issaquah in Gilman Village. So it's been a fun ride, and my mom is a wine steward, so I kind of got it from her. That is awesome. I love that. And then I love that you actually agreed. Now, everybody's kind of hedged away from this question, a tale of caution on wine stories. I got to say, you probably have to learn how to spit. It sounds kind of weird, <laughs> but... Most people like to, once they get it poured, a glass of wine, they like to drink the whole glass. If you're drinking a lot, I caution you, definitely sip, taste, and then spit it out. 
You're not going to lose the flavor. You're still going to get that flavor, but you won't get all the alcohol. I totally agree. It, it's so hard for me to spit because I, I really value the juice, and yes. I know understand the work that's been put behind it. But, yeah, if you're going to come to an event like this, which, what, like easily three, 400 wineries here, you've got to learn to spit. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is a lot of these winemakers, they expect most people to spit because that's how they're – that's how they do it too. When we go to wine tasting events and stuff, everyone will swirl, spit, taste. I mean, it's just how it is. <laughs> Swir uh, sniff, swirl, sip, and spit. Yes, that is the proper order there. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. It was wonderful, Jennifer. Thank you. <laughs> the best memory with wine, and what wine was it? Okay, my best memory was uh, going to a winemaker dinner down at the Coterie Room down in Seattle and uh, we had our tenor Chardonnay there and the, the, the cook had done a special preparation of salmon which when during the winemaker dinner they served the salmon I thought oh no salmon with our Chardonnay please you know don't do that but then I had the Chardonnay and it was a ridiculous pairing it was so good that I got up from my table, literally, and I walked back to the to the where the cooks were. The I, yeah, the chef and the cooks, and I said, "Who are you guys?" And they go, "Who are you?" <laughs> and I go, "Well, I was the owner. I'm the owner of Matthews, and I just couldn't believe how and that Matthews and Tanner and how how they had paired their salmon with this Tanner Chardonnay, and it was it was ridiculous. It's probably one of my top five pairings I've ever had in my life and I was very impressed with their the preparation the salmon the consistency and then just how uh, how it perfectly fit with the Chardonnay that we had that night so I gave them a lot of props for hitting it out of the park for me that night in terms of having an amazing winemaker dinner and a fantastic experience at the Coterie Room downtown. So I'm going to actually expand on this a little bit because you, as a wine owner and, and maker, you, you take pride, like huge pride in Washington about your wine. I, I've you know seen your family for several years and everybody who's involved with this is like, this isn't just a point of pride. This is, a, there is an exclamation point at everything that you guys do. Yeah. And to have that kind of a moment is fantastic. Uh, and it speaks a lot to, I think a lot of people don't understand how a wine can truly, truly impact a dinner. Um, I've had winemakers dinners where you have two different wines sitting with one meal, and you literally feel like you're having two different meals. Right. No, I think, I think that's part of the fascination with wine for us is how, how does our wine really partner with food? And we love talking with restaurants, with with chefs and, um, to, and or, or sitting down ourselves and actually tasting uh, something, you know, and then having our wine along with a specific pairing. And then just stepping back to that and thinking, oh my God, our claret goes amazing with this particular pasta. Or tasting the Cabernet, our tenor Cabernet with, say, a big steak and thinking, oh my God, this is a marriage made in heaven. So you get, um, you get such pride out of, out of, uh, being able to appreciate great food, and, and I think that uh, the restaurants get a lot of pride out of appreciating great wine that pairs with their food. So it's kind of a win-win. You know, the restaurants love the wineries, and the wineries love the restaurants. And so for us, I think, you know, it's that pairing of wine and food that really, will, if you can 
take a meal to the next level, that's you know, you that's it. what you want to do. That's how you do it. Take it to the next level with wine. I totally agree. I, I always encourage people, if you really want to experience and understand the difference that a wine can make in a meal, take your first bite with a drink of water. Take your second bite with a drink of wine. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's great. great. Yep. Yeah. And when Thank you're done you. with the evening, follow it up with a whole glass of water so you don't get that get a headache or yes, anything like yes. that. So Kill that, that headache night. at the so, end yeah. of the night, yes. Yeah. Thank so, you so much, right. Lynn, you guys. You guys are fabulous. Oh, Thank yeah, you for sharing. So okay. <laughs>
great potential in the wine and the cause and they loved what was going on with the brand. And so now they've uh, retained my services to take it national. So we're working to get the wine seated around the country so we can give even more college scholarships to deserving young women. That is awesome. But wine means an actual awful lot to you. <laughs> it does. And there's even more than that. But I don't think you have enough time today to really talk about how wine uh, really encapsulates my entire existence at this stage okay. in my life. For you, wine pretty much is like breathing. It's like air for you. It is. It's 24-7. It really is. Okay, and then the second one, which I love that you picked this one, um, best memory you have with wine, and what wine was it? Well, this I love this question because oftentimes when Greg and I host a dinner party, I love to ask the guests this very thing, and what, you know, usually what is your your favorite wine you've ever had, and generally it comes with an experience, and Fantastic it's connected, yeah. and so you asked me the question, and um, I have a lot of great, great experiences around my favorite wines that I've had. I've been fortunate to have a lot of wine that I love. But the one I want to share with you now is when um, Greg and I went to uh, Portofino, Italy for the first time, which we've been there together now four times. It's a place we love. But we sat at the Splendido Hotel up above the cliff overlooking the uh, cute little town of Portofino and looking out over the ocean and drank a bottle of 1992 Krug Rosé champagne. It was God. amazing. You know, and, and I want to comment on this, especially with you. You're listening to you describe it before you even got to the name of the wine. You knew the name of the wine. There was no doubt. But because you were drinking, it allowed you to grab and, and really grasp the moment of what was going on around you, where you were, the details. I mean, yeah. I, that's what I love about wine. I think when you have wine memories, it it kind of locks in um, the use of all of your senses of what was going on when you were drinking that wine. Absolutely. It is such a sensory, sensory experience, and wine is just a nice complement to um, wonderful memories that so many of us have. It really is. Thank you so much, Stacey. You're welcome. Have fun today. Thank you. I have the pleasure of standing here with Greg Smallwood from um, wine at laurelhearthcellars.com is where you can find them. Um, this is my first introduction to you guys. I got to taste your, now you were calling it an ice wine. It's a Viognier Roussan. It's, it's a late, late harvest Viognier Roussan, and it's really kind of a man-made ice wine, really, is what it is. It's kind of in a, a sauternes style, a little bit of boitritis when picked, but taken to a meatpacking plant, essentially, and frozen. And then we adjusted the acidity on it at the end just to kind of bring up the brightness of the wine and not to feel so heavy, not so sugar-filled, really. And it's beautiful apricot. It goes with wonderful things like stinky cheeses and, and salty foods. And, and you were saying foods. spicy foods. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So it's funny. I very rarely get, like, into it, but, oh, my gosh. I've, thank you for introducing me. That is a thank beautiful you. wine. Thank you. So we're going to chat what wine means to you. Oh, boy. So I, I grew up in a, in a household that really wasn't filled with wine, so wine to me was first introduced in college. I shouldn't say that, I guess, out loud, but... Um, in after, Europe, it doesn't matter. I know, I know. <laughs> after drinking, I guess, a lot of beers, I was introduced to wine, and, and it kind of actually was the first point where you slow down, instead of drinking, it was enjoy who you're with, it's enjoy the food that you're with, yeah. and, and, it, and it really kind of brought out a little, I guess... It kind of made me start to become an adult a little bit more, I guess, as well. And and so I started to explore. So once I graduated, all of my trips were around the world, wine regions. So I was going to Italy and France and Portugal wow. and Spain and 
then I met my wonderful partner Dave and we both had the same kind of passion for wine and food and that's when we decided really just to make wine for ourselves and and we were approached by a, a company who said will you private brand your wine and we thought oh we better get licensed and bonded so <laughs> um, really the adventure kind of started but now as we've gotten a little bit further into wine it's more today about a sense of place so that's what wine really means to me and it it means you have these little microclimates throughout the state of Washington where you taste the difference of a winery that might be across the street or down 10 miles or 20 miles or up on a hill or down in a river valley and now to me it's more about the elegance of, of it and so really that's how I kind of came to, to be around wine. Oh, I love that. Well, and it's funny because I want to touch base on what you were saying about your college experience. Yeah. Um, I have a, a college age son, and we ha- allow him to have his friends over. And we had a very similar experience in where I was drinking wine because we were, you know, overseeing the party. And the kids were slowly coming over, and they, they were looking at my glass. And they were, you know, just so quiet, and they're just kind of checking things out. It's like, would you like a glass? I'm like, oh, we would love a glass. By the end of the night, I had nine young people, and most of them were 20, 21, and all sitting there. And they weren't drinking, they were drinking to taste it, asking questions. What is it I'm tasting? It tastes fruity. And it took them to a very adult place. And and I love that 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 wine could do that, could take them from this, oh, you know, we're partying to get together to just have a good time to, you know, this was an experience. And so every time I've seen them afterwards, you know, they're all well over age now, and we've done wine tasting together, and they love it. Yeah, in a, in a day and age, and don't get me wrong, I love social media, and I love, you know, all the different technologies that are out there to get the word out. It makes you kind of slow down to, to things that happened 50, 60, 100 years ago, yes. where I look at you, and I talk to you, and I, this is my experience, and you have a conversation. Yeah. And it makes you enjoy your, your, your friendships, your, your friends, your food all of that a lot more. Um, I also had, it's kind of funny, I had an interesting conversation not that long ago and they were talking about vines and, you know, what's the difference? And, and we were talking about soil types and microclimates and all these different things. And they said, why does wine grow so well in eastern Washington? And I said, <laughs> I said, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it's kind of counterintuitive. You, you would think here in western Washington where the soil's so rich and beautiful and you put a seed in the ground and it grows. And it grows these big, huge grapes that why wouldn't it be better over here? And I said, it's kind of like people. I tend to like the people that struggle a little so bit more in life. Yep. That's exactly right. Have and, more gumption, more behind it. And, and so that's the same with, with grapes. Yeah, you want to get them started. You want them to get them growing. But then you really want them to struggle, and that's when they express themselves. And it's the same thing wow. with grapes and people. I, I just love that about grapes, and especially the different areas they come from. You know, we have this great kind of geological thing that happened tens of thousands of years ago here and and it's really pretty unique to the rest of the world and and we're not trying to be like anybody else we're trying to be Washington State we're trying to be a little bit different I love that I love what Washington wines do I do too we'll have to have you on the show because that's a whole other conversation thank you thank you you so much thank you I appreciate it I am standing here at Taste of Washington with two of my favorites. I love Alexandria Nicole, and I have Ali here and Jared. And you guys, we're going to chat about what does wine mean to you? Well, I think wine is the best part of the food experience. So when you can bring wine in, a lot of times family, friends, it's all about getting together and having those special moments with your loved ones. And I, I love that wine can be a celebratory aspect of it. 
I love that. And you, Jared? Uh, I would say that it's, it's kind of just an experience. It, what it does provides uh, all kinds of uh, fun things and reasons to get together and, and uh, sort of kind of like that. And that's one of the things with Alexander Tolstoy. It's not just a product. It's, you know, we're trying to provide a whole experience and, you know, elegantly approachable and something that, that we can kind of bring from our passion to, to the people that are surrounding us and families. So, yeah. I love the history behind it, too. Knowing it's been going on for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, and one of my, I mean, we have some memories that go back, yes. which I absolutely adore. One of my favorite things about it, especially with your particular brand, is how wine connects people. We're not talking about age bracket. I mean, age goes out the door. Demographic goes out the door. There's, You can have a completely diverse group of people that have nothing in common. Not even the same language. Not even the same language. And they can be standing at a bar and they will start to communicate and enjoy it because they're tasting wine together. Yes. And I love that. I love alcohol. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for taking time. Thank you. standing here with Jeff and we're going to chat about what wine means to you. Wine to me is a good time. It's sitting down at dinner with the family mainly. Sitting down to dinner with the family, friends, um, people you've lost contact with. It's about reconnecting. I love that. Thank you. This is LB Duchess, and I'm standing with Stacey Edwards, and we're going to find out what wine means to you. What wine means to me? I would say it uh, means like experiences and connecting people, connecting. I believe that like the whole culinary experience, whether it be food, whether it be wine, really connects people together. And um, in fact, I did a piece on um, I called it uh, a moment in wine. So I feel like yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it. it I feel like. Um, you know, like think about the first time you ever had your first taste of vodka. Do you remember it? Probably not, but you you probably remember the first time. And I remember my very first wine. Yep. Yeah, you remember Edna Valley, 1986. You remember who you were with, <laughs> what you were doing, and it kind of even when you're in the moment, you're all of a sudden brought to this nostalgic moment. Like it's already becoming nostalgic as it's going on, which I think is really cool. That's it's, very there's something very romantic about that, I think. I have the privilege of standing with Chris Sparkman, and we're chatting. Um, he's actually going to walk through all four questions. So we're going to start with the first one. What does wine mean to you? Joy, commitment, family, hard work, art, science, community. I love that. That is awesome. Okay, how do you describe your wine? Our wines are built on fairly classic, more French stylings, but I wouldn't limit it to that. Um, balance is central, uh, but we like to have power and finesse in the same glass. We make 25 different wines, so we have a lot of different iterations of our vision, and we always try to make it accessible because people who try to keep others out in whatever way they do limit the appeal overall. So wine to you means sharing? It does. Yep. For sure. I love that. Okay. Third question. Best memory you have with wine and what wine was it? Best memory I have with wine was a 1985 Lynch Bosch that I had in a bathtub with my wife in New Orleans 
on the way to Costa Rica. Best damn bottle of wine I ever had. That is fantastic. And then finishing up with a cautionary tale of wine. My caution would be, it's not really a tale, but my caution would be to not be too damn serious about it. It comes from a farm. People that make it have mud on their boots and their jeans. Um, it's for everybody. And it really has one purpose, and that's joy. I have the pleasure of standing here with Jason Marin, winemaker and owner of Ancestry Cellars. And we decided we were going to chat about what does wine mean to you and your best memory of wine and what wine was it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, what wine means to me, it's all about family. And so that's where we actually base the name, Ancestry Cellars, it's all about family. I grew up in Gig Harbor from a small commercial fishing family of uh, Croatian background. So as it leads into your second question there, it's about what was your best memory around wine. And that was actually the first time I made wine, which was with my grandfather in his basement when I was in the third grade. So it's an awesome memory with wine and around wine. The wine was absolutely horrible. <laughs> But again, it comes back to family and that time that you spend with them and people and everyone here around. So it's, it's all about that. It's all about the family, and that's what we're looking for here. Small family run wine week. Do about uh, 800 cases a year. It's myself, my wife, our three year old son, and one more on the way. So looking to create something for our family. So that's that, what we're about. That is awesome. And so just a quick history on your wines. How long have you been doing them, and how many do you have? Sure. So we are a relatively new. 2011 was our first vintage. And uh, as you can see, we actually have um, five different wines out right now. We have our 2012 Reunion Chardonnay. A, uh, we used to have a 2011 Chardonnay that we just sold out of. A couple different styles to do. Nice, moderately oak Chardonnay. We have a Riesling uh, from Underwood Mountain Vineyard down in Columbia Gorge. Some nice, um, good, bright acidity, good crisp, crisp fruit in there. Some lime, uh, green apple type notes. And it you know, has a little residual sugar in there, too, so nice uh, nice balance on that. We roll into our uh, Bordeaux-style blends. We have uh, two Bordeaux blends, one left bank, one right bank, called Le Frere and Le Sur. So that's the brother and the sister if you do the French translation. Again, keeping with that family theme. And then we're coming out with a couple more. We have a uh, Sangiovese. It's named after a great-grandfather that immigrated from Italy. And we're going to be releasing our uh, reserve cab here coming up as well. So... Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing, and um, I'm going to be trying to coerce you to come on the show. All right. Sounds great. Thanks so much for your time. And we're going to chat a tale of caution, a wine story. I love this one. Not many people have that courage to bring this one up because they're like, they think that maybe it has a negative connotation, but I think it's always a positive to give people a, oh, maybe you should think about it. So what about you? What's your tale of caution? Well, my tale of caution comes around Petit Verdot. There's a new enthusiasm for anything new. Uh-huh. And in here in Washington, we're doing every grape you can imagine. So this year we tried the Emerging Varietal of the Year with Seattle Magazine. And it was with the Wine Commission. We tried 13 Petit Verdots in a row. And they had to be 100% Petit Verdot. And if you don't have bacon... You are in big trouble because you're never going to be able to swallow by the third or fourth wine. So it's so much tannin, a big, giant, huge fruit bomb, but tannin is just like pasty and thick and intense. So everybody's always trying something new, but if you go in straight to Petit Verdot thinking, oh, that sounds fun, you better have some bacon in your back pocket or you might not be able to try anything else the rest of the day. Oh my God, what a great one. I love that. Thanks, David. Absolutely. (laughs)
I'm standing here with Shauna, and she is going to share with me a tale of caution on wine. So my girlfriend and I always believed we'd have lots of bottles of wine when we're camping, but we learned quickly that if you move into the fourth bottle of wine, that the next day you can't move. So a tale of caution. Limit, if it's just two of you, limit your wine intake to three bottles. I love that. And, you know, the irony is I'm walking around with a T-shirt that says, um, zero to naked in 1.5 bottles, and yours says, my doctor says I need glasses, and you have three glasses of wine. Yes. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I have the pleasure of standing here with Greg Lell, one of my favorite people. I love how you describe wine. Yummy and yuck. That's one of my favorites. Um, but today we're going to chat about uh, your favorite wine story and what wine it was. Probably my favorite wine story, and I'm I'm kind of thinking a lot of people will ask me, you know, do you, what's the what's the, the favorite wine or what's the best wine you've ever had in your life? And that's so hard because so many times it's related to an event yeah. or a place or what you're doing. And so it was probably my favorite wine story was um, back in 2000. It was May of 2000. Uh, actually, May of 2001, and a good friend of mine, a fellow named David Doyle, who is a huge wine collector in Southern California, was having his 40th birthday, and he invited about a dozen people from around the world to come to three days of wine dinners for oh his 40th goodness. birthday. <laughs> and he, the inter interesting part was I was actually at the airport getting ready to fly down to see him, and I just, I'd only met him several times, and for some reason we really hit it off and clicked. And I was literally looking through the Fortune magazine and it had the top 40 under 40 um, wealthiest people in America. And he was number 16. And oh, I had no idea. <laughs> He'd done very well in the software business. And I fly down and we're down at his home with um, Len Evans from Australia, who was oh, kind wow. of like before he passed away. Oh. Um, people from Europe, people from all around. And I was just felt like, how in the world did I get invited to this? But he literally was one of these guys that collected great wines, but really knows his wines. Some people collect great wines. They may really not know what they have. They're, it's a little bit what we call cellar furniture. Ah. But David knows his wines. In fact, he opened a restaurant in Australia, which is a Grand Spectator Award uh, restaurant in the, the Wine Spectator. But we're down there, and it was the last night and the third night of these dinners, and he was he was doing great Bordeaux and Burgundies of the world. And he opened a magnum of 1945 Mouton. Oh my God. Uh, the Victory, the 45 bottle. And, you know, you think about what it took to make that wine back at that time, and that wine was so good. It, it truly was sex in a glass. It was, it was <laughs> about that. the best wine I've ever had. And, and what, what makes it, the, the cap for that story is that I was also that next, that same next week, I was supposed to be on a, uh, I was the, the wine for a book tour for Wildwood Restaurant out of Portland, Oregon for Corey Schreiber. And they were doing a lunch at Charlie Trotter's in Chicago on Monday that I had to be at because they were pouring our wine. And I was scheduled to fly out on a red eye out of LAX, this was pre-9-11. Oh, and so I had a car coming to pick me up at about 10.30. And David goes, Greg, you can't leave. We still have, we still have all these great wines to drink. You know, I just had that, um, the Magma, the 45. And he quickly gets on his phone. He goes, you're not leaving. And he wow. put me on his private jet at 2 in the morning by myself with wow. his pilots to fly me to Chicago. <laughs> so, yes, great wine does go with great moments. But that's oh probably, my, my, probably the, one of my greatest wine uh, stories I, 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 could, I could ever say. That is so. an amazing story. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing. You're very welcome.
<laughs> I'm standing here at Taste of Washington with one of my favorites and previous co-hosts and hopefully soon to be co-host again, Michael. And we're going to chat about um, best memory with hmm. wine. Well, you know, and what wine was it? Cool thing about memory, about wine is wine is, is like a sense, sensory thing. You know, the smell, the taste, it always ties back to a memory anyway. So, uh, one of my one of my favorite moments in wine was um, actually for class. One of my class things I did for advanced food and wine was uh, I did a Malbec. So I went out and test a, a lot of Malbecs. Found this really beautiful Argentina uh, Malbec from Mendoza. Beautiful, beautiful, right? It had a nice uh, vegetal to it. It's like a uh, bell pepperish, and so I, so based, uh, I took the bottle of wine and based on the flavor profiles, I created this whole menu. I created a whole new dish that I've never made before. So I did this whole pulled pork uh, Mexican lasagna with oh uh, roasted poblanos at the bottom. That sounds amazing. And oh yeah, right. And I and I did layers of uh, fried corn tortillas and uh, and the pulled pork and the cojita and uh, oh. then finished it off with a little, little uh, manchego at top. It was beautiful. So because of the flavors I pulled off the, the wine itself and paired it with the dish I created, uh, which with the dish on itself, it was just amazing, just really cool, just inspired me, came together, just as I, I exceeded, exceeded uh, what I expected from the dish, but the pairing of the wine and the food was just over the top, and it was just, I mean, wow. I got goosebumps, and I, even talking <laughs> about it right now still gives me goosebumps, so talk about you know, everything tied to a memory, taste, smell, everything I like that. It was just a great, and, it, 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 and reflecting back on that now, just even even now, just talking about it, it was just like, oh. it's like one of those moments in time, you're like, you know, time seemed to stand still, and you were just in, like bathing in just goodness. <laughs> Bellevue, an integrated health clinic, provides medical doctors, pain management doctors, chiropractors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, and more. Using cutting-edge treatments, they can provide non-physical solutions to pain management. Stop living with pain and call to schedule a complimentary consultation today with one of their top doctors. Go to www.bellevuepaincenter.com for more information. Bill Kimmerly, winemaker and owner, and we're going to chat best memory and what the wine was. Very good. Well, my best wine memory is in uh, from the year 2000, um, and my girlfriend, who is now my wife, Jennifer, and I traveled to France for um, a very special wine event in Beaune, the capital of Burgundy. Um, it was a tasting of 12 wines from the 1959 vintage. Oh, my God. And... Um, <laughs> You know, to put this in context, whereas, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of older wines since then, um, I had never had a wine older than me before. <laughs> and so, you know, we flew to France and spent, uh, you know, a couple days in Bonn before this um, incredible tasting. And we went to a place called Patriarch, um, and they have this unbelievable network of um, labyrinths and cellars, 13th century um, arched cellars below the streets of Bone, and um, so we go in and we start uh, on, we had a 1999 uh, Pouligny Montrachet, so a, a, a Chardonnay, um, then we had um, a 1989 Pinot Noir, a 79 Pinot Noir, a 69 Pinot Noir, and then we proceeded to have 12 wines from 1959. Uh, one one Chardonnay, a, a Batard Montrachet, um, and then 11 um, 
Pinot Noirs. And the last one, um, which is still to this day the most amazing one I've ever had, was the 1959 Corton Grand Cru. Wow. I love when people answer this question because I think uh, for, for new people getting into wine, I don't think they realize how much wine can bring to an experience and actually how much sensory perception and memory it can create for you. And there's a little addendum to the memory. Um, while we were on that trip, we, uh, at the end of the event, we, we bought a Magnum, not of one of the 1959s, but um, I got a Magnum of a 1963 Gevry Chamberton Grand Cru. And uh, Jennifer and I got married three years later, and we had that Magnum served for our head table. Um, we got married up in the Pan Pacific Hotel in Vancouver on a beautiful sunny day in August of 2003. So, um, and in between that, there was another trip to France where I proposed to her. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. More information than you than you bargained for, but no. But I think that really speaks about what wine, how it, it really enhances memories, and you know, it's yeah, interesting. And, and what you said, um, wine being very social, you know, the, all the people and friends that we've met on those trips to France and, and other wine country regions. And just another point um, about the social aspect of wine. One thing that we do, or I do at Masquerade a lot, is um, I do private in-home wine and cheese pairing parties. Oh, fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we sell them, but we also use them as um, our donation to nonprofits for silent auctions. Um, they're very popular up in Whatcom County, and I go to somebody's home, I bring five wines, five specialty cheeses, do a presentation for people, and and uh, you know I'm sort of an instant party and, and it's great in fact um, I'm auctioning off one of those today um, with oh, proceeds so going to the mudslide relief so. that is awesome well it is it's a again you know you've taken you've had such great experiences that now you've taken and you're helping to create that great experience where somebody will maybe remember that wine and remember that right. moment okay so can I tell you another story I would love it. <laughs> so, um, another wine trip that Jennifer and I made, um, we were living in Los Angeles at the time, um, we flew up to go to IPNC in McMinnville. Um, we flew into Portland and we had a couple hours to kill, so we went shopping. We went to the mall in Beaverton and we were wandering around Nordstrom's and Nordstrom's had an uh, interactive display of paintings that were painted by elephants, paintbrush and trunks. And, and videos of the elephant painting. And I was just blown away by seeing this because I just had never really considered the idea of animals being creative. So fast forward a few years and we start Masquerade and we're thinking on, um, you know, what should we do for an artist series? And then we remembered seeing elephant art. So I got in touch with a nonprofit group in New York called Asian Elephant Art and Conservation Project and we put pen to paper and made an agreement um, to do an artist series featuring elephant art. So um, this sparkling wine here is actually the second sparkling wine that we've done featuring elephant art. So that painting, um, which we own the original, was painted by um, a six-year-old male elephant who lives in Chiang Mai, Thailand, with his trunk. Um, and uh, so we donate 10% of our sparkling wine sales to uh, that charity there, and they in turn use that to fund the operation of 
these elephant camps in, in Asia. Wow, I love that. Well, it, it, there's a funny story, which most of my listeners will know. This year, I reached out on a social media, and I had my label redone, my um, logo, and I'd reached out to an artist. So having that personal experience with, with artists, and, and this is a very unique kind of yeah, artist, yeah. Um, but wow, and I'm featuring Bubbly today, so I'll have to try oh, this now. And um, so let me tell you this. So this is the second um, champagne, well, sparkling wine we've done featuring Elephant Art. Um, this wine won a double gold in the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition last year. Um, there were about 250 American sparkling wines entered. This was number two from Little Old Bellingham. I have the pleasure of standing here with winemaker Andrew Martinez from Martinez and Martinez Wines, and we've decided we're going to chat about what does wine mean to you. So what wine means to me is uh, my family's heritage in wine, and uh, also my in-laws' uh, heritage in wine. We we uh, we're longtime grape growing background. Uh, we have an old block Cabernet Sauvignon in the Horse Heaven Hills, so it's one of uh, the the oldest three in the state and wow. wine to me means uh, hard work, dedication to industry and uh, dedication to uh, producing beautiful products from, uh, from grapes that, that, you, that you have put so much uh, blood, sweat and tears into. I'm it's standing here at the Taste of Washington. We are definitely in the final hour, which means we are all very happy. It's a very fun time. The final hour. The final hour. And we are <laughs> chatting about what does wine mean to you? Wow. Do I get a, a little intro there? You do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Please all tell right. us who so, you are and what you do. All right. So Alex Eagleton, Martinez and Martinez Winery. I do the sales in the western half of the state for the winery there. And you know what wine means to me? Uh, you know, it's all about the love and the uh, the beauty about the grapes and everything like that. Love that. You know, it's you know when you taste that bottle, you know, it, you you feel the work and the and the effort that's put into that bottle. You know, and you just sit back, you relax, and you have it with some friends. And it's a good time. So for me, wine is all about you know it's like a lifestyle. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's truth. You know, you, you you taste that bottle and you enjoy it. And you, and you share it with friends, and, that, and that's what it's all about. Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Medi Spa Bellevue, offers a full array of services that include lash extensions, Botox, laser hair removal, body wraps and facials, just to name a few. With a friendly, well-trained staff, you will find services of the highest quality and with the best results. Check them out at www.eastsidebodyandskin.com. Not redeemable for cash. This message brought to you by Brandon O. Everyone have a socially savvy week and make every event better because you were there. We hope that you enjoyed the interviews and that something will spark your wine experiences to go to the next level. With the show now national, we have started putting all our local events on our Facebook pages. Be sure to check them out for social events throughout the week at Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment. Today's show sponsors Taste of Washington, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Pop Chips, Kind Bars, Daniel's Broiler, The Pain Center of Bellevue, 
Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Mode Magazine, and 7E Fit Spa are all proud to bring you today's show. Ending the show tonight with a glass of Penfold's Shiraz Cap, we want to remind you all to subscribe to our Socially Savvy Show at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash socially savvy to be entered into our drawing for prizes from our savvy sponsors and check us out on your smartphones through RSS Radio. Make all the events better because you were there and have a socially savvy week, everyone. Thank you. 